Now, closest to the stress list this morning, it's uh, our very good friend Kyle Frick with Mid-Oregon Credit Union. Kyle, good morning, sir. Good morning, Frank. Very nice to have you here today. Um, one of the things that, that was I really wanted to start out with this morning, in light of the data breach at the DMV and basically all of us getting our information taken, um, people have been saying that maybe you should freeze your credit. Mm -hmm. So that's my question to you as a financial professional here. Should I freeze my credit? And then how do I go about doing that? Yeah. So let's start with the data breaches first. There's been so many data breaches. So many people have been impacted. And a lot of that information is out there on the dark web. There's ways to check and see if your information is out there, you know, through um, various um, you know, uh, antivirus softwares and things like that. So you can check and see if that's out there. Um, the freezes, for example, are part of what they do. It's called a security freeze, accordingly, for the for the credit bureaus. There's three credit bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. So when you freeze your credit, a security freeze, basically you're just saying they're not going to open any new accounts on your credit report. So that's what that that's what that does. Does that hurt my credit in any way? It does not hurt your credit at all. But what it does is then you have to unfreeze it if you have to go apply for credit. So you can imagine you can you know you can go through this process of freezing your credit, but then you have to go back to the credit reporting agencies and unfreeze your credit to do a car loan or a credit card or any type of new account that you're opening. So it can be cumbersome as well and it's not again it's not convenient or easy and there are alternatives so for example we have our credit savvy that monitors your credit score and you can set it up for alerts and then you can see any new activity or new accounts that get opened there as well so then you can actually monitor it you can manage it yourself you can do those things but again it's just managing the credit freeze and understanding that the credit reporting bureaus aren't always like super fast and having, you know, responding to your requests that you have to give them to do a, a freeze and then an unfreeze and then a refreeze and going back and forth with that. So I guess it would depends on a person's uh, age, station in life, et cetera. You know, at, at my age, we've got all the credit lines open we want. Yep. You know, I'm not going to be applying for a new car loan for a few years, you know, so maybe it'd be worth it in my case. But somebody younger, who's got a lot of activity going on. Exactly. I think you're right. And I, it just matters. You know, you have to think through it. And again, like you're saying is like, you know, sometimes people freeze their credit and then they go and want to do something like buy a new car. And then they're like going, Oh yeah, I forgot to freeze my credit. You know? So there's that whole additional, you know, process that they have to go through. All right. Well, let's talk about the Oregon legislature now. Uh, a long session got interrupted, then a flurry of activity at the end. From your seat in the financial world, what did you see come out of the legislature, good and bad? Well, we were excited. The good part was uh, Senate Bill 3, which was a high-priority bill. Um, and it adds a requirement for high school students to complete uh, one half credit of higher education and career path skills and one half credit of personal financial education. Um, we feel that those were really great. They both passed the Oregon House and Senate last week, and it was sent to Governor Kotek for her signature. So what that does is that they, uh, and why that ended up in the legislature is because the Oregon Department of Education study in 2022 found that financial education was the most cited subject that respondents across groups said students should have. 
And we see that all the time. It's just understanding how to manage money and your resources. But it really kind of gets down to, you know, again, career readiness, whether it's, you know, going to college or whether it's a trade school and, or things like that. And then the financial literacy and the financial literacy is really around, you know, helping um, prepare for um, things like, uh, you know, budgeting, credit worthiness, credit scores, making loan payments, understanding the full costs of rent and home ownership, tax preparation and fraud prevention. So these are, I think these are like really critical skills that people need to have coming out of high school. And I see it all the time where, you know, they just don't, may not understand money and understanding how to manage their money because it's always been done by their parents or, you know, for the, maybe not all kids, but a large majority of kids. Even some parents who have been doing it all their lives are either doing it wrong or they just don't know how to explain it to their kids. Exactly. So this is a great way for us to actually, you know, enhance. And something that we've been interested in as credit unions who, again, we see a lot of people that come in and ask us a lot of questions. And we feel like this is a real need for people to be able to understand these different things so that they can actually be successful managing their money and understanding how to do that. Now, that was SB3, right? Yes. What else came out of the legislature? Well, I, I wasn't paying attention to everything, but um, that was the one that we were really following. That was the big one. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on then to uh, something near and dear to your heart, I know. It's the duck race. Yes, indeed. Again, we'll be fl- floating the ducks down the river, and we're really excited. We have some, again, great prizes this year. Um, one of the great things about the duck race this year and for the past few years is that the sponsors, the credit unions working together, um, have been able to fund all of the overhead expenses so that every dollar of every ticket sold goes to the nonprofits that are benefiting from the race this year. Um, we have over $19,000 in prizes and tickets are $5. You still, you can go and the grand prize is $5,000 in cash and you can go to purchase your tickets either at theduckrace.com online or through the participating credit unions and Rotarians are out in the community selling the tickets as well. Where is some of the proceeds going to go to this year? So the, the, different pro, the different beneficiaries this year are CASA, Education Foundation for Ben Lapine Schools, Furnish Hope, Mountain Star Family Relief Nursery, Neighbor Impact, Saving Grace, and Sleep in Heavenly Peace. So it's pretty well spread out across a lot of different areas that we think they need that kind of support in the communities. And the Rotary Clubs choose those beneficiaries um, to, to give the money to. So the that's kind of where we come from. And I think this is the 34th, 35th year of us doing this and putting the ducks down the river. So it's quite an event, September 10th in Drake Park. Um, really good time. And so, yeah, bring the kids down. It's there, there'll be music and fun and, and all kinds of things. And just watching the ducks float down the river is a really cool thing. So, yeah, I see this massive amount of little rubber duckies get put into the river and then the cleanup afterwards. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's no easy task to track down. I mean, it's a lot of duck hunting that goes on in the, we have the boy scouts there and a bunch of Rotarians that are on the river and kayaks and, paddle boards and everybody's you know helping collect them the ducks and put them back but i've 
I have a, a memory of have being out there with my kids and piling gut, ducks into a drift boat where we had it so full of ducks that we were sitting on top of the ducks in the drift boat. It was completely full of the, the ducks. It was crazy. <laughs> All right. So the website is theduckrace.org. Exa- no, theduckrace.com. Theduckrace.com. Yep. And okay. you can purchase your tickets there and any amounts you want. You have to be 18 years old and in the state of Oregon to purchase a ticket. All right. Good to know. TheDuckRace.com is where you want to go get your tickets for that. And we'll be talking about this next month, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep on promoting it. And, um, you know, the last few years, uh, without the pandemic, we were selling on average of about $100,000 a year worth of Duck Race tickets that go back. So we're raising a significant amount of money. Um, even during the pandemic, just because of the strength and because of, you know, the community recognizes the needs, we sold $70,000 in, in duck race tickets on online only in 2020, which I thought wow. was, you know, pretty, um, we didn't, we didn't quit. We didn't cancel it. We kept going and, and we were able to, you know, provide for the benefits to the beneficiaries when they probably needed them more than they ever did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kyle Frick, Mid-Oregon Credit Union. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate you being here today. FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.